One of the things we learned, maybe the main thing we learned when we finally got access to thousands of hours of surveillance footage that the January 6th committee had been hiding, is that some of the people the media told you were terrorists, they were terrorists and needed to go to prison, and who did go to prison, actually never committed terrorism of any kind, just the opposite. They just kind of wandered through the Capitol building. That's true of Jacob Chansley, the so-called QAnon shaman, the one the media told you should be killed. But he's hardly the only one. This is video of a man called Daniel Goodwin walking through the Capitol through an open door on January 6, 2021, at exactly 3.32 p.m. That is long after the doors were breached. Now, we got this video, the one you're watching now, from the Speaker of the House's office earlier this month. Mr. Goodwin's attorney tells us that the legal team was also provided this video. And in it, you can clearly see that Goodwin was inside for less than a minute. And when he was asked to leave, he left. So there's no dispute about any of that. It's all on tape. But the DOJ is still trying to send Daniel Goodwin to prison. And in the meantime, they have completely wrecked his life. Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Thank God for Tucker uh, showing those J6 uh, footage, this, at least some of the J6 footage, which revealed uh, that many of the J6ers didn't really do anything. It is a horrible situation. And let me also give you a tip that in the coming days, like pretty shortly here, all of those J6 tapes are going to be available. Um, there will be some exposés that you haven't seen before, and it's coming up. But today we're going to be talking about just a couple of them, uh, primarily Daniel Goodwin, uh, because he's coming up for sentencing, and we'll be talking about that and uh, asking for your help. That's what we'll be doing, is asking for your help. So I hope you'll stay tuned. Asking for your help for something else, because uh, Preborn Network Clinic is our sponsor. Abortion seemed like the only option for a girl named McKenzie, but she and her boyfriend agreed to an ultrasound. And it was still too early to determine if her baby was healthy and viable, but her client advocate from Preborn was able to help them better understand fetal development and what is involved in abortion. And they were both horrified. They were invited to come back for a second ultrasound, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat, it became real, but she still wasn't sure. After a third ultrasound, she was still confused. But when the client advocate told her about God, and the miracle of life, she and her boyfriend decided to keep that baby. And now they're signed up for parenting classes and other services offered by a preborn network clinic. You see, that's how it works. Preborn is in the business of not only saving babies' lives, but really saving the eternal life, creating eternal life, presenting eternal life to the moms, uh, and to, to bring abundant life. It's really not enough just to save the baby, although that's what they do. So the way they work is through these ultrasound uh, machines that they offer, they cost $28 for each test for these girls or revelation, ultrasound. And if you'd like to help, you can go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. All right. Uh, I hope you'll sit back and relax. This is important. This story is important. It's important. Please listen. Stay tuned. Here we go. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. 
that we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. What they've done is I had to spend um, about a month incarcerated pre-trial and then about a year in pre-trial um, home confinement. And uh, I was facing 20 years uh, and now I'm still facing one year. Uh, You're facing a full year in prison it. for that. That's right. I was in there for less than a minute. Is it, and, just, and I just want to be as fair and transparent as possible. Is there anything you're leaving out? Did you commit vandalism? Did you hurt anyone? It's actually in uh, the documents that I even said I didn't steal anything. I didn't break anything. You know, I didn't hurt anyone, anything like that. All right. This is Sandy Rios on Sandy Rios 24-7. That's the voice of Daniel Goodwin. And of course, you heard Tucker Carlson's a voice in there because Daniel uh, did an interview with Tucker that was very, uh, very important. Uh, and so the video has been released that shows Daniel only spending less than a minute inside that Capitol. You can see it. Tucker showed it. But now Daniel is facing sentencing in Washington, D.C. on June the 5th. Now, let me explain something. You know, a federal jury just recently found four members of the Proud Boys guilty of seditious conspiracy and other charges. Uh, it's a huge, uh, it's a, it carries up to 20 years penalty. And so um, there are lots of malfeasance in that trial, and one of the complaints was that you just can't get a fair trial in D.C. In fact, I would just say one court observer in the jury trial for the Proud Boys said six jurors have participated in liberal-leaning protests or marches, while none mentioned conservative-leaning demonstrations. The protests included, uh, in two cases, women's marches, in two cases, anti-gun marches, and in four cases, protests related to Black Lives Matter or George Floyd's murder. So, And one sitting juror had a Black Lives Matter sign in her yard. This is the kind of jury that sits in Washington, D.C., and that's where uh, Daniel's hearing will take place. All right, so we want to talk this morning with Daniel's attorney. Not an easy thing. Uh, and something that most attorneys won't do and aren't willing to do. So I want to introduce you to Carol Stewart, the attorney at law. Uh, first of all, Carolyn, thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you, Sandy, for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, so... Um, Carolyn, we can't really start talking about Daniel's case until we lay the groundwork here because you have an incredible background. You were 25 years active duty as an intelligence officer and leader in the U.S. Army. You're a retired colonel, uh, and your assignments were in like Kosovo and Somalia and Kenya and Saudi Arabia, uh, Qatar, Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, we could go on and on because your, your resume is very incredible. So you leave, and then you come back, and you go to law school. Is that right? After you left the military? Yeah, well, I had, I had a, a six-and-a-half-year, uh, also additional time as a Department of Defense civilian, um, again, a senior intel officer. So, yes, but then um, I, I will tell you I, I was so disgusted 
with the intel and, and what is going on. And, and now as people are hearing is what, what is the deep state. But um, I woke up one morning and um, in, in March of 2017 and God sent me a message to go to law school. And you so, did. And you graduated in I May did. of 2020 at Av- from Ave Maria Law School in Naples, Florida. And that's like in three years you finished, right? Yes, yes. I, I could have tried to push it for two and a half years, but um, I-, I found the, the school uh, in- incredibly amazing. So I- I'm glad I took the three years. Yeah, okay. So so you do this, you graduate. Uh, there are a lot of things you can do with that degree. You can make a lot of money for one thing, especially with your background in the defense industry. But instead, you've taken on January 6th uh, prisoners. How, how did that happen? Um, well, it started because uh, people who knew me, who were just in the community in Florida, referred uh, people to me. It is a network of people who just said, why don't you contact Carol? Because these these are people who can't afford or had their money already taken uh, by these other lawyers who didn't do anything for them. Um, and, and and they knew that I was doing pro bono or low bono work, and, and I wanted to help veterans and help Americans. And, and wow, what can you do more than helping patriots who uh, are, are Christian and uh, God-loving people? So that's how we ended up where we are. I had no intent to do criminal law. Yeah. Well, isn't that funny? That is how God works. <laughs> you have probably a lot of surprises. Well, I want to introduce our other guest. Uh, this is an interesting story because uh, Marie Goodwin has been a listener to my morning show for years. Marie, how many years did you listen to Sandy Rios in the morning? Do you know? Oh, I don't remember because I'm old and it's very long time ago. Well, well, that's the reason I ask you, because I'm old and I can't remember either. But anyway. (laughs) All right. So Marie, we used to actually correspond. She'd send me email about other things. And uh, Marie is an artist, and you can hear that she's French, married to an American. Uh, Marie, tell us about your your family, because you have a pretty large family. I think, well, by today's standards, uh, tell us about your family a bit. (laughs) Yes, we have uh, five children, uh, two daughters and three sons. And yes, we, I mean, my husband was in the military. And um, after we got married, actually, we met in my church in France. And um, then three years later, he decided to join the military. And we were stationed in Germany for three years. And then he left. It wasn't for him, but um, we loved it there. Um, I did <laughs> a lot. So anyway, yes, our five kids are wonderful, and um, we're a good family. We're just good yep. American, French-American family. Yes, well, uh, all right. I Can't give the country five children to be good for this country. Yes. Well, you know, I was just watching, uh, we were just watching, Bruce and I, uh, uh, the story of Lafayette. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the story of how, you know, I, most Americans don't know anymore, but he was the one of the generals, this young French general who came here to help with the revolution and became very close to George Washington and led a lot of battles, had courage beyond measure. So the, the connection between the French and the Americans has been very strong. And um, I think Lafayette is no longer a hero in France, but he is still here. But anyway, uh, Marie... I want you to tell us about Daniel. Where is he in the pecking order of your family? And uh, just tell us about him as a person, what he did, what he does for a living, and that sort of thing. Yes, so he is the middle child, uh, number three of five, and uh, he's a wonderful guy. He 
uh, is very smart, very, 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 very intelligent. Uh, he actually uh, started to do a ministry in prayer ministry in San Francisco several years ago when he was 18. He felt that God called him to be a, a light in San Francisco and to try to unite all the churches in there to in prayer for the city. So that's what he was doing in San Francisco. But as far as work is concerned, he's a programmer. He programs apps and he does the web stuff. He's very, very smart also in editing, uh, putting together videos and stuff like that. He also works for David Summerall for StopHate.com, and he uh, does a lot of uh, research. He is really good at that. Yeah, so we should say that. Well, let me just say that David Summerall has been our guest. You know, uh, let me explain to people, Marie, you've been, I'm jumping ahead here, because I'm going to come back to this, but you've been become kind of a mom to a lot of these J6ers, and it's through you uh, that I've been able to connect to a lot of them and uh, meeting a lot of the people involved. And I thank you for that. And I, uh, it's been a mutual job that we're trying to do all we can. And Marie is, of course, bearing the brunt of her own son. Uh, being in this kind of crossfire, it's very personal to her, but she's been selfless to these other guys. I just want to mention, uh, okay, I'm, I'm getting off subject, but I just want to mention, we when, at CPAC recently, um, there was a young... Uh, Jay, oh, that makes me cry. I just, I, I know I don't want to do this. There's a young J6er named Gabriel who came to see me, and he wasn't. I wasn't able to interview him um, because uh, the timing didn't work out. But I have a picture right here with him. And after that time, Marie, he was arrested, right? What happened to him? Uh, yeah, they wanted, they wanted to uh, put him uh, in jail because he supposedly uh, didn't follow his really. I mean, his uh, conditions. But the condition, uh, he was allowed, he had been asked permission to go to listen to trials in D.C., so he was allowed to be in D.C. And also he went to Alexandria, which is not in D.C. anyway, And but that's why they were trying to put him back in jail. Well, fortunately, his lawyer was really good, and uh, they did not put him back in jail. So he's on house arrest uh, with an incommunitor, but he's not in jail for now. Okay. Okay, well, that's better than jail. Well, and speaking of good attorneys, yeah. Carolyn, let's go back to you, because that's why you come in. I, I you know, I, I, I work in uh, out of D.C., even though I don't live there now, uh, and I can, I, I don't need to tell you how hard it is to find attorneys, good attorneys, what these guys have had, mostly guys, I say it that because it is mostly guys, have had uh, public defenders who don't care a whit, who actually are working against them, uh, or they've just uh, emptied their bank accounts because they just can't. Uh, there just aren't uh, there aren't a lot of attorneys that are willing to do this, and so Carolyn, I just want to say again, thank you to you. Now let's go back to Daniel. Uh, what is he charged with? Help us to understand uh, how being in the capital less than a minute can can get him into the situation. What did he do? Um, well, he's uh, charged with, and 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 he did, he did sign a, a plea agreement. Um, he's charged with entering and remaining. Uh, in a restricted building or grounds, um, and that he did so knowingly. Um, basically, he really only did so knowingly for about 15 seconds because uh, he went in uh, the West Wing door. He, he wasn't participant, didn't see, didn't witness violence. There was no gas. As a matter of fact, there was just gaggles of uh, police, uh, you know, maybe 30, 50 yards away, just watching everybody. So the door was open. He went in. Um, 
He called for other people to go in. He was there to support Senator Cruz's objections. So he, he originally was charged with that awful felony 1512, and, and that was dropped. We, we said, we have an affirmative defense. We'll bring in witnesses. He was there to support the process. You can't say he was there to obstruct it. So um, eventually the government offered this misdemeanor. Uh, we, we know he can't get a fair trial in D.C., period. He can't. So for, for, the, for the perhaps 15 or 20 seconds, uh, when he went inside, uh, it, it became knowing when he kind of ran up against a police cordon. He didn't touch any cops or anything. All of a sudden, there's a cordon. So now he was told to get out. And he immediately obeyed, and he went to the park. And then there's uh, somebody, Antoine Gionette, uh, also known as Baked Alaska, you know, a blogger, a guy who'd been in the Capitol for 30, 40 minutes, however long, just wandering around, and, and yelled out his name and was, uh, you know, doxing him. So Daniel, you know, stopped for maybe eight or ten seconds. That's it, after being told to leave. That's, that's when he knowingly was in an area that he shouldn't have been, and, and that's the delay. So, yes, he he he's, he faces uh, a jail timer or whatever the judge decides. Um, and this judge is, is uh, you know, already, in my opinion, I wasn't his initial attorney, but um, he he's already prejudiced against Daniel because Daniel, uh, you know, had some other issues. And now this is what He's being charged. It's incredible. It's incredible that the government refused to dismiss all charges, which they should have done here, Sandy. Well, and let, let me be clear. I th- said this before, but I, I want to mention again uh, that there now, thanks to that video being released, all that video, I don't know if you guys had that before it was released on Tucker Carlson's show. Did you have it already? Um, it was on this database called Relativity, and a, and a clip of it was sent by the government. Um, and, yeah, so we had that particular one. Of course, that, that's by the entry door, so that's one of the areas that they did give up. Well, so, but, but the point is, you can see Daniel from start to finish. You can trace right. it. You can track him. He, you see him coming in. You can see the clock. And you know, this is not just speculation. How would he even know how many seconds he'd been in there? But you guys were able to verify that. So there is a proof of it. No doubt proof that that's all he did. He's not fighting anyone. He's not, he's not causing any trouble. He goes in. He wanders, like does a little circle, and then come, goes right back out. It's just amazing to me. All right, so um, uh, for that, what, has, what, has, what price has he already paid? Can you just kind of lay that out, Carolyn, in terms of... Uh, uh, how they, well, what they what they've done so far leading up to this uh, final decision on June the fifth. Sure. Uh, well, from the start, I mean, I, I don't want to get into this in length here unless you do later. Um, the FBI's used this domestic terrorism arm uh, as a persecution arm, as a weapon. So. I mean, they go out and they, they send out notices to anybody and everybody you may have used under the guise of, we're investigating for domestic terrorism, uh, you know, whether it's Lyft, Uber, banks, credit cards, former employers, anybody that they they want to persecute and cancel the person. So that's been done to him and, and however many others. Um 
and and whether their attorneys have really looked into and requested all the documents. And I have another case I, I mentioned him briefly to you, Eric Christie, where the government's hiding all that. It won't even turn it over. Uh, I think once now they know, I'm a former intel officer, and I and I know what looks like domestic terrorism as well as perhaps um, electronic surveillance. But Daniel's been submitted to that. He had over a year of home confinement, house arrest, uh, with GPS monitoring. He's still under release into the custody of Marie. So he can't say, you know, I, I, I want to move back to California. He has to wait till this is done here. Um, he's, he's lost uh, employment opportunities. Uh, you know, his travel is limited. Um, I mean, it goes on, but there's the stress of this that's incalculable for all the January 6th defendants. The the stress and the pressure of being made a pariah and outcast. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure if, like most of the other guys, if he went to the airport and tried to get on a plane, he'd be pulled out by TSA and 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 questioned as if he was uh, Al Qaeda. So, I mean, and, and again, um, he spent already, you know, 21 plus days in jail uh, before, you know, another attorney came in and was able to get him released. Because initially they just wanted, for what you saw in that video, they wanted to keep him imprisoned. That, that is a, that's unfathomable. But you know what? I, I actually think, uh, I do think the worm has turned. And, and in that, I mean, I think people are beginning to, uh, the drip, drip, drip of truth is finally getting down to the bones and marrow. I think of the I think of the American people. Not all of them are there, but uh, I do believe that. And I think, especially, I, I don't want to get off on this, but the release of the Durham report uh, has really is a display of how many lies and webs and um, how dis, talk about disinformation. I even had to use that word, but since they throw it at us all the time. Uh, this they you know the left always accuses the right of exactly what they are doing and what they've been doing is leading a disinformation campaign about Trump and about the J Sixers. It's really really horrible and that's the reason I I I hammer at it all I can because I want people to know what the truth is so we can all be free and so that we can bring these uh, liars to justice some way. If we can't do it in this life, it'll happen in the next. But I'd like to see some of it now. Marie, I want to go back to you because you talked about your family, and I know. Um, uh, well, let me just ask you how how has this affected your family? Um, how has it affected it? Your kids, your just your family unit. How what has it affected it? Well, you know, the Lord already uh, told us that there would be divisions in family because of him and because of this as well. Actually, we have uh, one daughter that doesn't talk to us anymore because we voted for Trump and we are uh, conservative and Christians. But otherwise, uh, the rest of the family is um, is good. And, uh, you know, it was hard for Daniel to be in solitary, you know, not in solitary confinement. Well, he was in jail, but uh, when he came back here, because he couldn't talk to anybody, he had some kind of a, I don't know, it's, a, it's not called a gag order, uh, Carolyn would know exactly what it is, but in his risk condition, he couldn't really talk to other people that are just that have to do anything with Jessics, and most of his friends are involved in uh, stuff like that. So he's been very isolated, and it was really really hard for him. But I can tell you about his heart. When he was when he went to court um, uh, to to the first hearing, you know uh, the indictment, I guess it's called. Um, he was put in a, a van 
to go from the jail to the court, and he was uh, shackled with six uh, others, I think it was six, but I'm not sure, uh, gang members. And uh, on, the, on the way to the court, he just witnessed to the gang members, told them about the Lord. That's what his heart is. He goes to um, <laughs> the square in Denton, and he witnesses to people. That's his heart. So, of course, he is also engaged uh, uh, politically, politically because he, uh, he was uh, working on uh, free speech rallies uh, before J6. But um, his heart is really for the Lord and for people to know him. Yeah. Uh, and it, let me just mention, uh, this has been um, a financial, uh, very difficult financially to finance all of this. You, Your husband's, I'm assuming, you don't have to tell me your finances, but... I'm assuming your husband's on a military pension. That means you know it's not. He's not a millionaire, and I and so this is this has been tough because attorneys do need to be paid, and so uh, it's just been it's a hard it's a hard hard thing. And how old is Daniel? Oh, uh, he's thirty five, I think. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm always <laughs> forgetting between all my kids which age they are, but something like that. He was born in eighty eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Let me go back to Carolyn. Uh, Carolyn, who is the judge? Uh, in uh, over in this proceeding, this sentencing, uh, the judge is named uh, Reggie Walton. Oh yes, I've heard his name before. I surely have. In fact, uh, Marie, let me go back to you because I bet you you've researched this a little bit. What do you know about him? Yeah, um, I, he, Judge Walton is pretty hostile to Jessica uh, Sirs. He has called Jessica uh, Sirs Nazi. So it's a little concerning to me. So he's called J6ers Nazis. Well, that's kind of alarming. All right. Well, uh, Marie, I know that you guys are, as a family, at least some of you, are going to be going uh, to be part of the trial. It's June the 5th. And depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it's it's coming up or it will be passed. But uh, it'll be close proximity. And um, you you can't, are you flying? Or do you have trouble flying domestically? Well, I am not sure, but Daniel would probably uh, be in trouble. They, uh, all the people that are J6ers have uh, the, uh, the words SSSS or quad S on their boarding pass, which means they are terrorists. So we don't want to take the risk uh, to be searched. We have heard horror stories in our group. Oh, yes, I told you um, maybe uh, before that I am uh, the admin and group mom for a group of families of J6ers and J6ers. And we hear our stories about what happened in um, in the airports with CSA. Uh, it takes four hours to go through. Not only they search you, um, thoroughly question you, all that, and uh, then you go to the gate and wait for your flight, and they come back again at the gate and do the same thing, which is very embarrassing for people uh, to be uh, treated as terrorists in, in, you know, in front of the, the of the people at the gate. So that is pretty horrible, and people have missed flights uh, as well, you know, to go to places. So no, we're not going to to fly. We're going to drive. It takes two two days to drive to. DC, but uh, we prefer to do that than uh, to be arrested by TSA. Carolyn, um, you have other clients. You mentioned this one, uh, this one whose name is Eric Christie. Could you just say a word about him? He's got a uh, trial on uh, June the fifteenth, and this is a trial, uh, not a sentencing, right? What What's his crime? What's he accused of? Uh, 
He's he's accused of entering and remaining in a restricted area, misdemeanor. He's accused of disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted area because he was outside protesting. He had no engagement with police. He didn't touch police. He didn't bust down any barriers. He went where he believed he had a right to be for his constitutional First Amendment speech. They've added, because he was kind of wearing a costume and... Um, from that, he's apolitical, but, you know, he had fags for Trump, and he had a uh, MAGA hat, and he had an LGBTQ flag tucked under his hat, draped like a cape across his back, and, and covered, mostly covered by his jacket, it just as an accessory. Let's think of it that way. He had, uh, you know, a small household hammer just kind of tucked into his belt loop which he never took out, touched, or anything. But they're charging him with a deadly or dangerous weapon, which makes both of those felonies. Even though by law, since he never touched it, used it, or threatened anybody with it, that should be dropped, but the judge won't. So, yeah, he's, he's going to go, and, and, and do you go before the judge who already won't drop that, which all the precedent says he should under federal precedent, or do you go to a jury which convicts everybody? That's our dilemma. All right, I'm going to ask you first, and then I'm going to ask Marie, how can people help? How can people help? From your perspective as an attorney, Carolyn, is there anything people can do? I would like to see a bunch of people write to their congressmen, particularly the Republican ones, or write to McCarthy, write to Jordan, uh, write to, to all you know the people who are, in, in my opinion, have often acted as hot air balloons with, we're investigating, we're investigating, not doing anything, and tell them to get on the House floor and make a declaration that the courts and the DOJ are abusing their laws. Um, the statute 1752, the statute 231 for civil disorder, and the statute 1512 are being abused outside of Congress's uh, legislation and intent and how those should be used. In other words, in 1752, the entire ground is declared uh, restricted. Who, who did that when and where? It's just all made up. It's made up, and people are entrapped into these crimes. So we won't even get into that. But the second thing is really to support prayer, writing. Uh, I believe, you know, Marie and, and Daniel, you know, through StopHate.com, there's, a, you know, a way to send letters and prayers and support. But, but I'd like to see them get all over Congress and tell them to end this and release everybody who is a J6 political prisoner right now. Yes, okay, I concur with that. And I would even uh, go further and say your particular congressman, regardless, uh, mostly Republicans, the Democrats are not likely to give you any quarter, but I think the Republicans are more likely to listen to you now. I, I said in the past when we've done this, they've just been tone deaf because I've talked to them. They just they didn't care. But they care now. They care more because people like you have brought it to their attention and they're beginning to understand what's happening. So I think you should go to your local office Go to your district office, and even if the congressman's not there, make your voice heard, and you tell them uh, they've got to do something. You expect them to do something to protect and defend and get these guys out of harm's way and uh, just to reestablish justice. And the, the uh, Maria, let me go to you now, because uh, now um, Carolyn just mentioned StopHate.com, and that is the website around which you operate your way of helping these guys. It's run by David Summerall, as I recall. I remember interviewing David. But is there any other practical way people can help? And what can they do if they go to StopHate.com? 
Okay, well, prayer for sure is very important. Uh, well, stop hate is uh, the uh, place uh, um, stophead.com. Daniel works for David Samuel, so he does a lot of the uh, web stuff for him. And he's a fundraiser is there, so people can donate if they want to to help us uh, cover the lawyer fees. Not not Carol's, because Carol is amazing. But um, <laughs> the, the previous the previous uh, fees that we had uh, with the other lawyer. But uh, also, you know, um, I can tell you that it's very hard for all of them, all the people uh, that are uh, being sentenced, because many times the the um, judges uh, give a fine that is going to uh, be about the amount of what they got on their fundraisers. Most people didn't set up their fundraiser in a way that they can be uh, protected from that. So, uh, But anyway, for that, I don't know what will happen for Daniel, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's debatable whether he will be fined or not. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, but, yeah, pray for him and... Pray for all of them, because it's really an injustice that is happening in this country. Um, it is. It's just unbelievable what is going on, and it's very, very, very sad. I came, I came to the U.S. in 1981, and I was so elated to see a Christian country the way I saw it then, because I came from a France which is a pretty atheist, and it was wonderful, and the people were so welcoming and all that, and. And I, and I see and I saw during the 40 years I've been here, the country slip into um, a different country. It, it's not the country I came to. And it's very, very sad. I hope that people wake up and, you know, like you say in your intro, do something. Don't just sit uh, there and, you know, sing. Beautifully. If, um, if, oh, go ahead. Yeah, if if I can add um, for Eric Christie, um, we're not we're not talking about uh, legal fees here, but we're talking about costs um, because the trial to bring in experts to bring in witnesses, it's very expensive um, to support the person. So, uh, what, you know, for the things, even even like I said, just the daily transcripts and things like that. If we can get donations to give send go for Eric Christie. It has a, you know, an alias also is give Eric a hand, but I'd like to see how this goes. Um, I think afterwards we can provide some valuable information on what's, what's just terribly wrong with what's going on in the courts. Not that everybody doesn't know from what they've seen so far, but in a case like this, it is just absolutely incredible that he is in jail. He's put in the gulag, um, and it's it's going to be very expensive, uh, you know, the cost associated with this trial. Not not attorney fees, though, um, just the cost. Okay. So, Eric Christie, oh, okay. what part of mm-hmm. Cindy, so I would like to add, um, you know, Tim Rivers and I uh, wrote the book, uh, The American Gulag Chronicles, uh, Letters from Prison. And this is another way that people can help. Uh, every time a person gets one of the books, uh, uh, most of the money goes to uh, help other logisticsers. Uh, one of the way we help them is uh, to cover their costs to go to D.C. for hearing or for trial because it's very expensive to go. Uh, of course, hotels are expensive there when you have, uh, you know, to cover your lawyer as well as yourself. Uh, 
to be in DC, it's uh, pretty expensive. So yeah, the the, the book uh, we have it on uh, AmericanGrackChronicle.com. People can get it, or they can go to my website, uh, Jessica Patriot News. Um, so that's another way people can help uh, besides praying. Okay, Marie, let's give them one place to go, and I'll repeat it. Which one's the best? Because we have to make it simple. JessicsPatriotNews.com. J6PatriotNews.com. J6PatriotNews.com. And that's American Gulag Chronicles. It is a fabulous book, and we're going to talk about that further. We've already talked about it when it first came out, but it's time to talk about it again. And, uh, and so we will be bringing that to your attention again, but today... It's a great way to help these guys financially and to get to something in your hand. Marie is an artist. She's an incredible artist, and she had a lot to do with how this book comes across. It's the story of several of their lives and situations. So, um, Marie, good one. God bless you. Um, Merci beaucoup, my dear French friend. And we will be praying for Daniel and for your family. And uh, also for Carolyn, my goodness, Carolyn Stewart, God bless you for all that you're doing. And please stay in touch with us. If we can help you in any way further, let me know. Okay. God bless you, and thank you so much. Well, that was just amazing. I mean, that really was amazing. I don't think there's anything else I can add to it besides what I said on on, uh, tape. Those women are amazing, and the story is dramatic. And I hope that you all will take to heart the notion that you could actually help them. You can go, of course, to... Stop Hate. This is lots of information, so I hope you have a pencil. StopHate.com, just for information about these various guys, and also to uh, donate. Uh, Daniel's, uh, the the Goodwin family needs your help. They do. She didn't say much about it. Marie didn't, but they've been carrying a real burden financially, and you can help them by going there. Uh, Plus, there are a lot of other things uh, things that you can find. You can order that book, The American Gulag Chronicles. It's a great way for you to see for yourself what's actually happening to these prisoners, but also it's um, it, you could share it. And so it's a way, just kind of a tool, and it also it goes directly to them, j6patriotnews.com. You can order that book. And as you heard um, Carolyn say, if you could just tell your congressman to stand up and be counted and start defending uh, these prisoners, that would be a wonderful service because they do listen to their constituents. And if you'd like to call us, if you've got a comment about this, you can do that at 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. Or you can write us at sandy at afr.net. That's sandy at afr.net. Sandy Rios 24-7 is growing, and we want to help you grow too. If your business or nonprofit is interested in sponsoring Sandy Rios 24-7, you can email us at infoagemedia247 at gmail.com. That's infoagemedia247 at gmail.com. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. All right, Sandy Rios, 24-7, thank you for you know staying with us. I want to also thank Preborn again before we start talking about with Bruce about what just happened and what we just heard. I want to remind you that Preborn's network of clinics brings hope to pregnant women considering abortion through ultrasound. For just $28, you can sponsor an ultrasound and write a brand new story for a brand new woman and a new baby. All you have to do is go to preborn.com slash 
Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. And we thank you so much for that in advance. All right, sweetheart, you've been sitting right next to me listening to all of this, and I think I'm just going to turn you loose. I, I, I'm i sure you have a lot of thoughts about what, we, what was just discussed. Uh, absolutely, and uh, it's just heartbreaking, really, to hear these stories. I, I liken this to the, the musical Les Miserables. Mm, wow. I, I yeah. mean, Jean Valjean, the uh, person uh, uh, that was accused of stealing a loaf of bread to give to his starving niece, and he was relentlessly pursued. He received 19 years in hard labor. Oh. And when he got out, he was still pursued by the authorities. That's what this reminds me of. Well, that's really a powerful comparison, honey. Well, yeah, it, it was a it, musical you both we both saw in London. And we really, oh. That was amazing. Well, well the, in that... And it's amazing because it's so gripping, the story. Yeah. And you think about, um, as that story unwound... Even after Jean Valjean had served 19 years, he was relentlessly pursued by the authorities. And we are still experiencing that in this instance for the J6ers. They're still arresting people that were in the Capitol for whatever reason on January 6th. A former FBI agent was just arrested because he mentioned to one of his neighbors in California that he had gone in the Capitol. And now he's being charged. Uh, this is this is a political. You, you know, I I don't like to use that word witch hunt because President Trump has used it so often. I don't think it impacts people anymore. But that's what this is. It's interesting to me, Bruce, because this uh, we've been watching this Durham report released, and we're hearing details about what we really did already already know in general. But we're hearing more details about how they crafted this story about Russian collusion and how they use the media and the, the intelligence agencies and the, pre, uh, the press, everyone, to weave this tale. It was a, it was a, it's an incredible scheme. You wonder how in the world they coordinated all that, but, you know, it wasn't foolproof. But at the same time, they've done the same thing on J6. They've done the same thing. People have to understand. It was a fabricated, um, uh, agitated by, by FBI agents infiltrating uh, and it doesn't mean that the, none of the people there did anything they shouldn't have. That's not what it means, although I bet not many of them did, to be honest with you. Uh, but it was it's a, it's a sham. It's a complete fabrication. And maybe with the release of the Durham report, people can finally understand how we have been played by our government and how they are no longer our friends. Well, the double standard, again, of justice is I think that makes people insane because you you heard the attorney talk about her her client, Mr. Christie. Uh, one of the things that's enhancing his charging is that he, quote unquote, was wearing a costume, was wearing a flag, an LGBT flag. Think about the Black Lives Matter riots. It wasn't a, it wasn't a demonstration. They were riots. People were killed. Places were burned down. And guess what? Every one of those people that I saw, had a mask on, and it wasn't for COVID. It was to hide their identity. And anyone that's been arrested for that, I have, I've, well, really no one someone's been arrested for that, but I have not heard anything about, well, you know, they were masking themselves to avoid detection, so we're going to enhance charges if we, if we do arrest someone for this. You've explained to me before, brief, briefly, Bruce, uh, that masking, there's some statute about masking. Isn't there about disguise or if it's a law? 
Well, you can't, you know, there are certain places you cannot walk into with a bank, uh, with a mask on, a bank being one of them. Okay. But I mean, you are allowed to, as a first amendment, um, um, expression. expression to wear things, uh, as long as you're not using it in the aiding and abetting of committing a crime. Yeah. So like if you're walking down the street with sticks and we're dressed in black, marching toward uh, that it looks like an ev- evil attendant. You're masked up like Ant- Antifa. Is there some statute that covers that? Oh, there is, but I don't hear anyone charged. Yeah, well, with that's it. why. Yeah, that's the point. Well, see, so then this guy's got a costume on, and he's you know he's the wrong kind of gay man. Yes, just yes, like uh, just like uh, that. Philip uh, Anderson was the wrong kind of black man. Uh, he was he was a J six and very maltreated since then too. You know, I think the the silver lining of this story though is think about the attorney that has been brought into this for Daniel Goodwin, a for, you know, a, a person who witnessed the deep state when she was in the military and when she was a contractor, a person who was inspired to go to law school by God. You know, she said, I heard from God that I need to go to law school. And what does she do? As soon as she gets out, what does she do? She takes the biggest hot potato in the legal community a January 6th defendant. You know, it, her legal career may be over other than doing this because attorneys are so afraid of other people who've involved themselves with the J6ers. But think of where God sent her, Carolyn Stewart, to take care of these guys because I'll guarantee you after she's done with the Daniel and Eric, I'll bet you she will get on board with other of the defendants. Well, that's such a incredible point honey and i think about marie you know i've had marie has called him it looks she marie knows theology she is a really solid strong believer and i think of her prayers to god on behalf of her son being answered through carolyn it's pretty amazing that's the untold story that maybe nobody will ever write but you and me and i i'm just happy happy for the privilege of telling that story. All right, so we need you all to help, and I, I know you will. I just think you will. You just go to stophate.com, and you can help Daniel. Uh, if you go to um, uh, Gibson Go for Eric Christie, that will help the other client. Gibson Go for Eric Christie. And then, of course, the American Gulag Chronicles is available at j6patriot.com. Okay, that's a lot. Uh, Gulag Chronicles, j6patriot.com. Well, thank you so much for listening, honey. Thank you for your wise words this morning. And uh, we will, you know, talk to you soon. So thank you for listening to this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.